Thanks for finding our podcast, Keep Questioning. We encourage you to look at life from a new angle, ask questions, seek personal growth, and prove you can think. Learn more about this podcast at our website, novatropis.com, where you can also learn about our books. Test to the microphone again. <laughs> okay. Hopefully we won't have any distractions in the background. So oh, we welcome, Carolyn, to, it's been a long time, to keep questioning. Yep. It's been a little bit longer than probably the last time we mm -hmm. took a break. <laughs> we had a lot of good things happening in our lives, and uh, we love doing this, but we have good things that happen that keep us away sometimes, and it, you have to find the time to do it, so you can't always find the time. Yep. So we have another puppy, and that might cause a problem. Did you yeah. want to talk about her? We got another dog um, just a little over two weeks ago. Her name's Bella. She's sleeping in the pillow in the corner, and she has a tendency to bark a little loudly at random times. Yeah. So if you happen to hear that, that's what that is. Yeah, we have a pretty <laughs> quiet room that we're working out of here as a studio, but hopefully Bella and Rocky will both cooperate. So what are we going to talk about today, Carolyn? We're going to talk about things that help get us through. What do you mean by that? You know, if you're going through difficulties or a rough patch or something like that, what helps you get through, I'll ask you, what helps you get through from yeah. day to day? Yeah, That's and, what we're I mean, talk about. and could this also be in reference to when you grew up, your teenage years or your 20-somethings, the thing that got you through in life? Maybe when you're trying to struggle and go from one year to the next, could we be talking about that? Yeah, it could be a combination of all that kind of stuff. So sometimes you have struggles in your life. Sometimes you just have things that get you through and things help your life. You know, things that you have to get you through. Now, this might seem obvious to a lot of people, but I don't think it's so obvious. Do you? It seems like it would be, but I think there's a lot of things that aren't obvious. Yeah, there are a lot of things that are not as obvious once you start to ask questions and you keep questioning and, and look beneath the surface from another angle. Because if you want to grow and be happy, you need to take some kind of action. And we've talked about this before, like a deliberate action. Um, so there are things out there. Uh, can you spend your time on things that are going to be taking you down? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. I think I was doing that this evening. <laughs> I'm just going to say it on here. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, there's a saying in the Bible, where, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And uh, obviously, it's just like in riding a bicycle. What's the saying we say? You always, you're always going to go where you look. Yeah. What you look at is where you go. There's a rock there. So you want to spend your time on things that are good because... What you spend your time on is what you ultimately will become. So I was thinking about that yesterday when we were riding our bike. I was mm. trying to look at the path because mm -hmm. I know you always tell me that and I, I didn't fall down. And this is a good analogy too because when you're riding a bike, let's say a mountain bike, and you're on a path or a regular paved road and you want to take a U-turn. Sometimes when you take a U-turn, you don't look where you want to go. You look at the side of the road and whenever you look at the side of the road, it never seems like there's enough road to make a U-turn. You always wind up going off the road, don't you? Yeah. But if you turn back and look where you want to go, suddenly you find enough road to turn on, and it works out. So I think what we're talking about here is times in your life, Carolyn, 
growing up, 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever it is, and times in my life, the kinds of things that get you through because we think we could maybe encourage people if they start to do deliberate things to get you through because if you don't do something deliberate, what are you going to probably wind up doing, Carolyn? You're probably going to end up doing yeah. nothing yeah. and then that's not going to be yeah. beneficial either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just sit and watch TV and TV doesn't have your best interests in mind. And if you uh, just sit around and complain with your friends, well, that's not your best interest either. So if you don't do anything, you're not going anywhere. Yep. You got to do something. Joe Paterno used to say, you're either getting better or you're getting worse, but you're never staying the same. So I'm going to put you on the spot first. Okay. <laughs> so think about your life. Thanks for the warning. <laughs> Teens, 20s, 30s, and I'm going to concentrate more on those years because sometimes during those seasons of our life, we think about things that got us through. What got you through? What did you do? I guess my first <clears throat> thing I would say would be family, mm. um, especially in my teen years because we went through some upheaval with uh, moving but around a little bit. you have a very loving bit. family. Yeah, moving around a little bit and some challenges with all that, as you would imagine in high school, it's hard to move. Um, so family. Didn't you move in the middle of your junior year of high school? It was actually February of my junior year of high school. Very difficult. Yeah, and the, even the difference for me is we considered high school 7th grade through 12th grade at that time because we just got the middle school like when I was already in high school. So I was with those people basically from some of them from 5th grade up until the junior year of high school. And then you moved halfway through your junior year. Yep. So finding things to get you through was vitally important because... Obviously, people weren't there. Yeah, and then other the other than thing. Yeah, other than my family. And then the other thing I would definitely say would be music and CCM TV. <laughs> Thank you, INSP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that you you know a lot about music. You've seen a lot of music videos mm -hmm. over the years. And you I and ask you that sister. all the time. Did you ever see that music video? You're oh like, yeah. No. I know you're you're not really interested in I, videos. I as wasn't much, into but... that as much, but you seem to know as much about yeah. music. I'm older <laughs> than you. And you seem to know as much about the music that I like as I know, maybe more. You know the artists a lot because they really Some got you it. through. They did. Were there they any really... artists in particular that got you through? Um, DC Talk was a big one. Um, Jars of Clay. Now really those, they lot. had some pretty hard-hitting lyrics that really mm -hmm. made you think, didn't they? Switchfoot. Yeah. Very similar, similar right. vein. I, I was also a really big Jennifer Knapp. Mm -hmm. um, same, similar vein mm -hmm. with hard-hitting lyrics. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I mean, I was more towards the later years of my teenagers, but the teenage years, but um, Creation Music Festival was a really big thing that shifted my world, mm -hmm. me and now, my sister. Now, what did that, that do to year. you? Uh, for those of you that don't know, it was kind of extraordinary. Carolyn and her sister, when they're still teenagers, I think the oldest one of you was, what, 17 at the time? I was 17, almost 18. And your mother yeah. drove you, what, almost three hours and dropped you guys off at a music festival that yeah. was basically a music festival yeah. in a big farm. It was my mom and dad and my brother. We all went together, and my sister and I, we were all in one car, and they drove us three hours, like you said. And this was, let me just put a disclaimer on here. This was before cell phones. Gasp. No cell phone <laughs> at all. The only phones available would have been pay phones, and there was a line, mm -hmm. and there was no... Uh, real, there were no smartphones. No, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't there. So, so you were there they weren't existing. <laughs> for that week and then they picked you up 
mm -hmm. on Sunday. Sunday. They, they dropped us off on Sunday and picked us up on Sunday. But you never stopped going. You continued going every single year. Yep, every year. There was a couple years in there where we could only go for a day, but we still went um, as much as we could. Like my sister then, like, you know, she like went to college and stuff and wasn't there as much, but, you know, we always tried to go. So what did that do to you mentally? Did it give you a purpose or a direction or just out of curiosity, what did it do for you? So I would say what it did for me is it gave me the feeling of uniqueness. I feel like it built strength of character in me because I was doing something unique that not everyone that I knew was doing. And it also gave me a passion for the music and the place and some of the people that you met when you're there. And for the idea behind it, it's a struggle. And it also gives you like a little bit of, I think I, think, I, think I already said strength, but it's like a strength in there that makes you feel like empowered maybe. Mm -hmm. You're empowering yourself. Yeah. And you weren't just there as a, say, citizen of the music festival. You were also on staff. I think every single year you were on staff. Only, no, not every single year. Um, for, for maybe a few years in the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, and I then think it's interesting. Out, and then the last few. Tell me about that first year. The first year? Yes. So the first year we went, we, me and my sister went because um, we, we wanted to go and we found out if we volunteered full time, we could get in for free. How did you, what, what do you mean volunteer full time? So at that time, volunteering full time meant helping with setup and working um, basically nine, eight or nine hours per day. Two, so you were 17, you weren't quite 18. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so you worked eight hours a day. Yep. What hours? Whatever they gave us, basically. Sometimes it was 8 to 1230 at, like, at night. Sometimes it was um, 1230 to 4 a.m. 4 so, so you didn't work eight hours straight. You worked two, different. Two, like four, four and a half Two, hours four and a half. What, and you still managed to see concerts? Oh, we saw, we, every time the stage was open, we were at it. And, and did you sleep? <laughs> Barely. Barely. But this is something then you went back to, so it didn't just wear you out and defeat you. You love this, I think. I still do. Yeah, so every year. <laughs> and it got you through from year to year, and it made you, it made you, it built you, I guess I would say. It helped change me because it was unlike anything I'd ever experienced up to that point, and yeah. it changed me completely. Is there anything else? Well, I would say, you know, for me, just to highlight a few things, it, I know I already talked about music. Um, I also, I like going for drives and having conversations oh, here yeah. with <laughs> my husband here. Yes, I, I like that. We like that <laughs> um, a lot. I love doing athletic things um, by myself and also with my husband, including like skiing. I know you'll talk more about that. Mm -hmm. Hiking. I love hiking in the summer um, around here and when we go out west. And also I enjoy photography and I enjoy singing, whether it's at church or just here at home. And also like, I, I love dogs. Um, we have two of them. We've had I don't others. think you guys have <laughs> ever been without a dog, have you? Um, there's been a pretty good stretch where we've always had a dog. Basically yeah. dogs that were rescued. Pretty much. Our first, one of our first dogs that we had for a long time um, Scrappy, he... Um, I've heard that name. Yeah. <laughs> he, he wasn't really a rescue. He kind of was because the family that was trying to keep him, um, he was getting abused by a poodle, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have two dogs that are poodle blends. I know. I think about that sometimes. <laughs> Poor Scrappy. 
But and what about you? Well, uh, before I, I mention some things about myself, I just want to mention to everybody that we're not talking today about this stuff so that you get to know us and so that you know what we like. We're trying to tell you that there's stuff out there that you latch on to that gets you through from day to day. I'm a fairly athletic guy. I think fairly is an understatement. Yeah, I think so. I've been athletic my whole life, but... In my late 20s and into my 30s, I began to realize that athletics was not just something that I do for fun, but it was actually a resource for my life for me to be me. It's something I had to do, a tool, basically. I saw it as a tool for my life, and I needed to do it. So that's something that I, I turn to as something that gets me through from day to day. But, you know, uh, a couple things that you mentioned are also vitally important to me. Mm-hmm. I figured. The Creation Music Festival. Yep. I remember when I saw other people going to the festival, and then I started going, and I've never gone there without being part of staff. It's been an amazing ride for me to suddenly become part of something much bigger than myself that I'm pouring myself into. And a good friend, Wayne, and I would talk about many times away from the festival. So it, it was something that built me that helped to get me through. Uh, around that time, I also began to ski. Did a lot of falling, didn't know what to do. Eventually it led to ski patrol. And I love being with those guys and I love being a ski patroller, Blue Mountain Ski Resort in Palmerton, Pennsylvania. So uh, it's quite a ride just doing that. And like I said, it's not just something I like to do, but it's something that I need to do. It makes me me. Riding bike, rollerblading. Uh, I don't rollerblade too much anymore, but there was a time when I used to do tricks, even in the middle of the street, in front of people, spins, even going down the middle of the borough day in Schuylkill Haven, Carolyn. You never saw that, did you? Nope, I never saw that. <laughs> and these are vitally important things that helped me to shape my life and also get me through from one day to another because we have problems in our life. I found this TV show called The Red Green Show. And I think you like that show now, too, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. We even got to see him a few years back. Yeah, yeah, we saw him in person yeah. in Wilkes-Barre, I think it was, right? I think it was Wilkes-Barre, yeah. Yeah, wonderful show. Uh, shows like that, Car Talk, Prairie Home Companion. We love going for drives. Yeah, we do. We both love music tremendously, but we'll go for these drives and just talk. And I love doing that. How about yeah, you? Yeah, me too. Yeah, I like it a lot. Now, we decide to do this. This isn't an accident. We decide to do these things because they build us and make us who we are. Um, and by doing that, it keeps our mind from just sliding into trash. And there's a lot of trash out there. I like to write. I love doing this podcast. When I was younger, something I used to love to do that I talked to Carolyn about all the time, I used to love to throw baseball. And my parents had a cement block wall behind the garage in their house, and I would go out there two, three times a day and throw a baseball. I probably threw a baseball maybe 200 times at that wall every single day. I had quite an arm back in those days, Carolyn. <laughs> I could throw somebody out from center field. Uh, couldn't hit a baseball, but I could throw somebody out. And it got me through from day to day. Uh, hiking, walking in the woods. Uh, we love Christmas decorations. Yeah, I we mean, do. We still have them up in our house, and this is July. 
Well, yeah, I was gonna say, and it was purposeful too. It's not like yes. we just forgot. It's or not an accident. Didn't take them down. We want them up. <laughs> a few decorations. Just a few. Know, just yeah. Just a few. And we still play some Christmas music. I was listening to some today, actually. Yeah, we both love singing. We both love hiking. We mentioned a few things there that we like, and there's a lot of music too. Uh, I had a lot of songs when I was younger, growing up, that I really loved. I loved Led Zeppelin growing up. Loved a band called Yes. And I also started to really like music from Amy Grant, DC Talk, Supertones. Oh my goodness, did they get me through a lot of days. And listening to Five Iron Frenzy and Jars of Clay and Out of the, Out of the Gray. <clears throat> music like that got me through. Tell everybody, why are we talking about things that we like that get us through? Why is this so important, Carolyn? I just wanted to also real quick just mention that oh, okay, I also I also enjoy reading. I didn't oh, really yeah. talk about that because it doesn't seem quite the same, but that should be on the list because yeah. I've, that's really helpful. Yeah, me. I like reading also. Um, I like so, sci-fi. Yours yes. isn't the same though. No, you like sci-fi. I'm more of like a, a historical fiction um, or like mystery type person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, to answer your question, um, we're talking about this because we want to encourage people that there are things that you can do and find in life when you feel like you're struggling or when you feel like you just need something to help get you through a rough patch. Or just in general, if you just want to explore things and find things that you can be passionate about or learn. Because if you don't do anything, you're just going to sit and watch TV, just become a vegetable and just degrade. And, you know, I've seen this happen to myself, I've seen it happen to other people. And when you don't do something good in your life, nothing good happens in your life. You just sort of degenerate and you become part of the noise around you. There's a lot of negative noise in the world. And if you don't do anything for yourself, you just become part of that negative noise. You become cranky, you become uh, the kind of person that you wouldn't want to be around. I guess what we're saying is these are deliberate things. We do things and we encourage people to do deliberate things. The other day when you were we were driving the car, you came up with a really interesting idea about how this works together. And I just would like, would you explain that to everybody, what you were talking yeah, about? Yeah, sure. I, I know we were talking about it and we were mentioning steps for moving forward through whatever, mm -hmm. if it's depression or if it's just to move forward from a circumstance. Or something bad could happen in your life and you can't, fight your way out of a paper bag. And the steps that we had talked about were steps for moving forward. And we're going to use an analogy like we're inside of a room, basically. So you're inside a room and you see a door. So this is part of our analogy. Yeah. <laughs> you see, so you see the door. And then your next step would be maybe you see a little light around that door or something interests you or something like that. And then you open that door. Maybe just a little bit, you see a little more light. So when you open the door, you see the light on the other side of the door. Yep, so then the next step that you have to do is you, you want to look at that light. And then that makes you feel even more encouraged and you think, think all right, now I want to open the door far enough that I can walk through that door. Mm. And then, all right, now I feel ready to walk through that door. Then you walk through the door. So in other words, there's a door available to you. Yes. And I think there's doors available to everybody, no matter what you're going through. And you have to make a decision. You right, have you have to, to make a decision. Decide. Mm -hmm. you, you have, you to, have decide. to decide to first find the door. Yeah. 
see the door. Yeah. And then you have to decide that you want to open that door. Right. And I think and there are doors there. like that in everybody's life. And you can decide to just sit there and do nothing with the door and let yourself sort of stay miserable or sad or whatever it is. But if you go to the door and you open it and you said, when you open that door, you see a little bit of light. Is that, that's not enough. I think that's what you're saying, right? Yeah, what I'm saying is, yeah, exactly. So you open the door and then you see a little bit of light, but then you look at that light long enough that you decide, all right, I'm ready to take the next step. So I open the door far enough where I see more light and I'm thinking, all right, maybe I'm soon ready to walk through that door. And your last step of action would be, all right, I'm ready to walk through that door. And every single thing that you said is a decision, an action yeah, that you deliberately take because the door is there. You have to get up to the door. You have to open the door. You have to look at the light. What if you open the door and you don't even bother looking at the light? You just open the door and then close the door. doesn't do you any good, does it? No, or even if you just open the door and then never look at the light, if you keep your head away from it, it still doesn't do any good. But if you open that door, you see some light, and you decide, that's where I want to go. I want to go toward that. And in this analogy, once you walk through and you walk toward the light, what happens to your life? Then you've taken the first step in changing and doing something, as, as we were saying, deliberate. You, you become different. You grow. You, you build yourself into the kind of person that you would like to be. You build yourself into the kind of person you'd like to have as a friend. We encourage everybody to take these steps. I think that both of us have done that in our lives, to take deliberate steps. And we encourage people to do that because uh, you certainly don't want to just become part of the negative noise around you, I think we're saying. Right, Carolyn? Yep. There's a lot of negative noise, and you got to choose to go to that light. Is there anything else we wanted to add to this, Carolyn? I don't think so. I think after our technical difficulties, oh, yes. I'm going to throw it out there. Yes. If you hear any frustration, maybe in our voices, yes. it might be from that. We've had microphone so. troubles throughout this entire podcast, and we've had to stop and restart. <laughs> Ted's mic is, I think, going bad. We have two identical mics, and it seems that Ted's mic is going bad. So it, <laughs> we're, we're hoping to get through this without another technical glitch. So, yeah, there was a little frustration in our voice, but okay. So we wish everybody a very happy summer until we meet again. So what do you say we should do, Carolyn? I guess we should keep on questioning. Keep questioning. <laughs> <laughs>